Listen, the world is crazy. Life is hard. It all just sucks. But I'm here to assure you that you suck more. Hi, I'm God and I want to be your therapist. My approach centers on the principle that true healing comes from embracing what an absolute piece of fucking shit you are. You can't fix something that isn't broken. That's why with me, you'll be tormented with any number of mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD, attachment disorders, social and trust issues, eating disorders, substance abuse, and suicidality. I use unconventional tools like shame, guilt, fear, blame, gaslighting, scapegoating, and love bombing to keep you coming back for more. Best of all, my therapy is absolutely free. It's already been paid for through the blood sacrifice of my own child, so you can't afford not to let me into your soul. Consequences of rejecting me include being ass-fucked by Satan while your flesh melts off of your body for eternity. I can't wait for us to work together. Let's break you so that I can make you better. Come and see me, God, for your therapy today. Welcome back to another sinful episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. And I'm Bath, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. So, Mel, mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Yeah. Why is it that when I get sick, you get sick too? See, Beth, when a daddy co-host and a mommy co-host hate each oh, other God. so much, they start a podcast, they share everything. Oh. Did, did you just call me daddy? Listen, we have all seen oh. your promos for the show. Dare I say those <gasps> thirst traps? Well, you know damn well sex sells. Oh, I mean, obviously. <laughs> but so don't be shocked when people start calling you daddy or <gasps> batho daddy. I hate it here. Anyways, um, on today's episode, we have the absolute honor and pleasure of speaking with an author, YouTuber, activist, and all-around badass, Hemant Meta. What is up, Hello. sir? Hello. Hello How to both you? of you. I'm great. <laughs> are you regretting this already? One hundred percent, but this will be fun. I love, I love it. it. Job is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we always have a bet going like see how quickly we can make the guests regret being on the episode. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, love I like it. <laughs> it's it's a different vibe than most of the oh, yeah. uh interviews I do, so I'm all I'm here for it. Heck yes. yeah. Yeah, we we I mean we'd like see, to This we're, is what we're going for. Yeah. 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 I mean we're there is some serious stuff, you know, we talk about, but you know, just gotta have fun with it. Exactly. So that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, well, but thank you. Thank again. you so much. Yes. Yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> but before we move on, before we move on, we have to read the Bible verse of the day. <laughs> of course. So, so, what do you have for us? So the one I was uh, thinking of, partly because I was working on scripts for my my YouTube channel where I go through the Bible stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Deuteronomy chapter twenty three. Verse one, um, and it's one of those verses that context doesn't matter. You get no context. You just have to read it straightforward. <laughs> and essentially, what it says is, uh, anyone with like crushed testicles or their private oh. parts cut off 
shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. <laughs> that's, that's how they open that chapter of the Bible. That's the int- that's not wedged in in the middle of a chapter. Those are the opening words. Amazing. That's just it's beautiful. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yeah, that's mm, family friendly. You know. <laughs> I. Uh, no, why though? Why? What does he? What does God have against people with crushed balls? Like, what don't fuck? don't ruin it. Don't interpret it. Don't analyze it. Just, <laughs> ex- just accept. That's what. Jesus wanted. It is. It is what the Lord wants. 100%. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was a very inspiring moment. You know? mm, yes. Brings a tear to my eye. Oh, my God. God damn it. Uh, so for those uh, very few people who don't know who you are, um, mm-hmm. can you give us some of your back, your religious background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Um, I'll try to give you a short version of this, but oh, I, no, no. I <laughs> forever if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was raised in a smaller Indian religion called Jainism, which J A I N, oh. but basically it means it's, it's all about nonviolence. They, they try not to hurt oh. things, right? Like, there are silly spiritual supernatural beliefs, but at the at its core, it's like let's not hurt people, let's not hurt animals. So we're vegetarian. That's nice. Yeah, let's not hurt uh, people with our thoughts. Let's not have bad thoughts. You know, like philosophically, pretty good. Um, there are plenty of downsides, which I'm happy to share. But basically, that's what I grew up in. It's not like the most traumatic religion, but. Okay. Uh, when I was around 14 or so, that's when I first began questioning the idea of religion and God. And I mm-hmm. pretty quickly figured out, like, wait a minute, I, I don't think Jainism is wrong. I think religion is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that kind of I I didn't know I was an atheist. I didn't know that word, but that's where I was heading. And before long, you know, the more you read about it, the more you learn about it. It's like that describes me pretty well right now. And I think I really enjoyed that no one talked me into that. That's something I kind of figured out for myself. And you get a sort of power. It's a power you get when you realize I Mm -hmm. figured this out. No, a lot of other people haven't figured this out yet, but I figured this one out. And uh, in college, I helped start an atheist group with another student. I started getting involved in national atheist groups because I I kind of was just amazed that was even a thing. But I got to Mm -hmm. learn like, oh, this is what actual activists are doing when it comes to atheism. Because it's not just, I want to get you to change your mind about religion. It's, no, there are legal issues regarding church-state separation. There are things like that that we got to push back. We got to create spaces for atheists because it's not safe everywhere to be an atheist. And so I really enjoyed like, okay, it's not just about being right or wrong. It's doing something about these beliefs you hold really strongly. And so for a few years, I was working with those national groups. I was on the board of one of those groups. I ran one of those groups. Um, And a few, I think I'm cutting now to like after college, um, I had, I hated grad school. I quit grad school. I had a lot of time, you know, I, a lot of people are in that position, but I was like, okay, I still enjoy working with the groups I'm working with. I just don't know how to make a living out of it. Um, and I'm quitting school, which does not help anything. And so 
I basically did a thing where it was a, it's one of those stupid stunts that seemed cool in my head at the time. And then I didn't realize what it was. But I basically said, listen, I have free time right now. I will go. I've never been to church. I, I wasn't raised a Christian. Uh, Everything I know right. about Christianity is secondhand from people I know. But right, like when right. you work, when you meet a lot of atheists, almost all of them are coming from Christianity. And yeah. so it's like, I, I understand some of them have baggage. Some of them vehemently hate religion. Some of them mm-hmm. are like, religion wasn't bad for me, but I understand the Christian world or the Catholic world or whatever. And I'm like, I don't have that firsthand experience. I think I understand right. it, but you don't. Um, mm-hmm. And so I said, I will go to church. I put this on eBay. I will go to church for the highest bidder. You can decide where <laughs> I go because like, I've what? never, I've never been to anything really outside of Jane temple. And so it would have uh-huh. been fine if, if a Mormon won the thing and said, go to, go to a Mormon uh, service temple for mm-hmm. like this long. It's like, you know what? I would be interested from like a sociological perspective, right. you know, oh, it yeah. would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've of course. been inside of a Catholic church, but I've never attended mass. So going mm-hmm. to a service might be interesting. And basically a pastor won the auction. I owed him a year of church and no. yeah, it was, I know, no. like I said, stupid stunt that got out of hand. Um, oh no! A yeah. whole year. Yeah, and he made a deal with me because he was really. Gross. I mean, I still, I still respect that he did this. He mm. told me, "Listen, I don't want you to go to a year of church because I know you're going to hate that, and I kind of hope, <laughs> I kind of hope you become a Christian. And going to church for fifty-two weeks is not yeah. a way to do it." So he right. said, "Let's uh-huh. make a deal because you're an atheist. I, he's Christian." He said. Let's make this deal. He knew the landscape. He didn't even live where I lived in Chicago, but he knew the types of churches that were in the city. So he said, here's what you're going to do. Why don't you go to like 10? But he picks them out for me. So he sent oh. me sent me to a mega church, like on the like a white suburban oh, mega no. church. He oh, sent yeah. me to a black church on the south side of Chicago. A He sent uh-huh. me to a dude's living room because he just launched a church. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And like, so he sent me, he sent me to a variety of places, which was great because I told him I was interested in understanding this stuff. And he said, in exchange, here's what we'll do. With the exception of the dude who's uh, holding church in his living room, no one, (laughs) no one knew I was coming to their church. Um, We told the guy Uh because I was coming to his house, but that was it. And he didn't tell anybody. So Mm -hmm. like, no one knew I was coming. I would go to these services and afterwards, this was our deal, I would write about what I saw, what I liked, what I didn't like on that guy that guy's ministry's website. Um holy shit. Right? So I would go to his he had his ministry and I would go there and say, you know, I went to like the mega church service and honestly, I enjoy theater, I enjoy public speaking and the the service on those fronts pretty damn good. Of course, <laughs> this is a church that promotes a lot of awful things, and yep. and I am disturbed by the sort of stuff they were preaching, but in terms of, I could totally see why if I believed this stuff, I would go back week after week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's just yep. one example. I would write that. You had atheists chiming in in the comment section saying, <laughs> I felt the same way. Like The stuff that they push, that they promote that I didn't like, that's what pushed me away from church. Um, mm-hmm. And you had a lot of Christians saying, 
I love the performance and how I feel emotionally when I go there. And even though I don't always believe and even though I doubt, I have doubts, that's why I go back week after week. But you had this almost civil comment section every week. Mm -hmm. People comment. It was awesome. And it's not like I'm not pretending to be a good writer, but I was honest. And I think people responded to that. And so anyway, we finished that experiment. And I'll try to speed this up a bit. A book publisher saw what we were doing. They said, we like this. This is interesting. They were a Christian <laughs> book publisher. And they wow. said, oh, why don't we Holy why don't we have God. you write a book where we send you, book publisher, why, why don't we send you to a lot of other churches? Because that experiment was for that one dude. We don't want to mm-hmm. copy what he did. We'll send you to other churches, some of the biggest mega churches in the country, some of the smaller churches around them. And we'll kind of replicate the experiment but we'll write a book about it. So I did that. It was called I Sold wow. My Soul on eBay. Uh, they like oh, the title. Crazy. Yeah, they like the title. I didn't actually sell my soul on eBay, but metaphorically, right, right. sure. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, as the book was coming out, <laughs> I realized, you know, the coolest thing about this whole experiment, not just learning about this stuff, but writing about it mm-hmm. and seeing that feedback in almost real time. And so I, I basically said, I kind of want to keep that going because i don't want to keep going to church yeah but i do want to keep this going right <laughs> talk about religion write about religion this is like 2006 yeah. now mm. oh wow and so i started uh friendly atheist which was a blog that has gone around a few other places at the time but i started friendly uh-huh. atheist and that was a chance for me to just write about religion in the news what i was thinking about this stuff and obviously it's a blog people could comment um mm-hmm. and even though the I think the eBay stunt has kind of been forgotten, which is fine and good. The blog <laughs> has kind of kept going and the I'm still doing it today. That's actually my full-time job awesome. more or less. But basically wow. it's less about me now and more about me commenting on religion in the news. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know you comment, you, you write for uh, only sky, right? Yeah, that's a site that... Contributor or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it just launched uh, earlier this year. But basically, their argument oh. is there is this... I, I'm sure you know this. There is a growing number of non-religious Americans. They're not all atheists, but they don't believe in God, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And so the pitch for Only Sky is it's kind of annoying when you go to a news site and they treat horoscopes as real or they treat religion <laughs> <Yeah>. as a <laughs> virtue. Um, And they almost give, even the New York Times, they have a contributor, uh, opinion writer, who is religious, but writes these essays about like how wonderful God is and how we should all Mm -hmm. pray in tragedy. And it's Mm. like, seriously? Why? No, why? (laughs) Um, And so Only Sky was launched with this idea saying, listen, you know what we don't need? We don't need a bunch of atheists saying religion is stupid because this. Here's why you should be an atheist. What's the next step? The next step is mm-hmm. I am an atheist, but let me talk about, I don't know, raising kids or this movie mm-hmm. I saw and the the way this inspired me. And yes, religion in the news and why it's good or bad or whatever. There's a tragedy. Right. Here's how people are responding. There's politics. Here's what someone said. So it's commentary from all of those fronts with the default being that there is no God and we can move on from mm-hmm. there. So yeah, yeah it's post-religion. Been, that's right. And yeah. so it's right. been a really neat kind of experiment. We'll see if it works. Yeah. Hmm. 
That's interesting. I was interviewed at the Atheist Convention in Atlanta by oh, Only yeah. Sky. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Dale cool. and Sarah, maybe, mm-hmm. who yeah. uh, help our, our editors and staffers there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was great. They chose a little bit of my interview. They, they, yeah. they meshed it all together with a bunch of people. It was almost like NPR-ish, the sound of it. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's been neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that being said, what is, in your opinion, what is the biggest struggle with trying to make atheism so <laughs> friendly? Because it's, it has such like a, a bad mm. rap because we're angry or, you know, we're just miserable right. people. Like, what is the I, biggest struggle? You just want to say You just want to say I know. I know. Oh, I mean, that's God. all you do. <laughs> so, I want to clarify I, the, the username I've used forever is friendly atheist, but it's not because right. I'm friendly and no one else is. It's because, right. and again, let me take you back to like 2006 before like the new atheist boom, quote unquote, every time you saw atheists in the news, I swear in even mainstream articles, that word would always be preceded by like the head of American atheist who is a militant mm. atheist, mm-hmm. a staunch atheist, a, right. you know, aggressive firebrand. firebrand. Yeah. It's yep. all that stuff. Yep. And it's like, but I actually know these people and they're super nice. Uh. And like, the idea gotcha. that every time you see an atheist in the news, it's always someone with like a permanent scowl on their face. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I get yeah. why that's the descriptor, but it's not accurate. And so when I was trying to figure out, oh, shit, I need a name for my website that I'm trying to launch this blog. <laughs> um, right. It's like, you know what? I'm going to call it friendly atheist, not because I am, but because I'm just going to force you to put those two words together. Hey. There you go. Gotcha. Um, there you go. Okay, that's cool. You know, and w- <laughs> you know, if did that change anything? I don't know, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Baby steps, you know. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an uphill battle, honestly. I mean, because right, I, I feel because right. I I consider myself a, a, a baby atheist, so I feel <laughs> like there's like steps to coming out of the religion itself. Like, yeah. At some at one point, I I was the angry atheist, or I, I still kind of am. And, it's like you've and been, for you, good you've been reason. Lied to. And yeah, for good reason. For a good reason. Of I get, course. I get yeah. so angry when I hear people saying like. Oh, like Reddit atheism where everyone's pissed mm, off. It's like, right. I don't think you understand what people feel like. You feel like you've been lied to your entire life. Mm-hmm. And exactly. yes, those memes that are silly one-off cartoons or something, but like they right. have a point that no, that until you've experienced it and until yep. you see mm-hmm. it, it's like, of course that's making a good point. And right. so it's like yeah. when people discover that for the first time, you are right to be angry about it. But, and exactly. this, this is the point worth making. The difference between becoming an atheist now, where a lot of the stuff that Mel was talking about, yeah, you still have those feelings, and doing it like 15 or 20 years ago, is there are resources now. There are like, mm-hmm. if you want to figure out like, what are these thoughts I'm having? What should I do? How do I come out to people? What do I do about this mm-hmm. thing? There are so many ways to get answers to that stuff. Um, as opposed to, you know, 15, 20 years ago when almost quite literally there was nothing. Or if yeah. if there was something, it was like one book written by a professor and it wasn't fun. It was just mm-hmm. honest. And it's like, like, so that makes a difference that people still feel like I can't believe I was lied to when they figure it out. 
but there are ways Mm -hmm. for them to feel like they're not alone. And there are so many forums and threads and YouTubers and podcasters and everything Mm -hmm. where you don't have to feel alone. And that makes a huge, huge difference. So all that, all that's to say, is it important to talk about how you walk away from religion and why you should? Of course it is, but it's Mm -hmm. not like you can't find that information if you're looking for it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, uh, hi, uh, him and I met actually on TikTok, and mm-hmm. uh, that's when all just went downhill, so to speak. No, um, which is but- which is amazing, <laughs> which is which is an amazing tool. Because, and I say this because one, I don't use it personally, but it's the mm-hmm. idea right. that it doesn't matter; it doesn't have to be for me. It's the idea right. that okay, that's where people are going, and you find people who find really creative ways to talk about this stuff to a new audience, and that new audience. Yes is not reading the God delusion. They're not watching YouTubers and that's right. fine. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Being able to, exp- you know, to expose things and to talk about topics in like 30 seconds, you know, cause now nowadays everybody has like very short attention span. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it works out for this generation. And a lot of people are finding a lot of community yes. in TikTok, which is fantastic. Yep. You know, especially ex Jehovah's uh, we got, ex-Mormons. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we, we found out that it's been super, super cool. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And in the online uh, community as a whole is growing day by day. Like I'm, I'm finding new new uh, atheists online and it's it's amazing. I, yeah. I love it so much. It is. I've and actually... we all got to meet each other. Yeah. <laughs> that is also. Right. Yes. If you, did you both meet in person in Atlanta? No, we actually met. Well, at, actually, it was in Atlanta. Feb- but, but it was. Oh, it was in Atlanta, but it was, but it was the year before. Oh, 2020. Okay, okay. Yeah. Or twenty twenty? No, twenty twenty one. No, it was twenty twenty. I think. Pretty really? sure. Yeah. I don't sure. think so. I, I think I Mel is lying. Shut up. Uh, but <laughs> no. regardless, we we ended up meeting because there was, uh, you know, the the guys from Tang or the Atheist uh, Roundtable oh, okay. uh, used to be called Tart. Uh, well, Jeff, the Atheist Troll, it was was more involved with him at that moment i don't think he's as much but yeah. uh he invited you know everybody say hey there's gonna be like this debate and it's being hosted by tart and so we made it kind of like a meetup and mm-hmm. we ended up traveling to atlanta and meeting up with a bunch of tiktok people it was pretty awesome it was, it was okay beautiful. yeah and that yeah. was the first time i actually met mel in person that is um, so big, cool big mistake yeah <laughs> 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 and it was because it was actually my my first atheist debate because it was uh, T Jump versus I cannot remember the the guy's oh my name. god but that dude. basically he said that babies deserve to die because they were oh. so like well there yeah, we it, go. it was great it was it was it was great fantastic. it was fantastic and it was it was great yeah so was it uh J Mike or I don't know who it was but it was, somebody no, it, brought it up it was a question Jeff. it was Jeff he please it was, was Jeff? like yeah it was amazing yeah um yeah because they were talking about the flood right right. Oh, the, the great okay. flood. Okay. Yeah. So he was putting him on the spot basically at the end, asking him, So did they deserve to die right. in the flood? <laughs> and he basically said yes. He flat out we, said yes. I was like, What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> I just, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, it was fantastic. I, you know, yeah. my favorite question that, and so you're saying they asked the Christian, like, does, Did babies deserve yeah. to die? And he's like, Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. My favorite yeah. version of that question is, is someone like Anne Frank uh, from uh-huh. the Holocaust, is she burning in hell yep. right now? Yep. And if they believe it, it's like, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, she is. But also, that's a horrible, horrible thing to say, and they know right. it. So it <laughs> right. makes them squirm, and it's wonderful. I love <laughs> it. It's the best thing. I swear. Yeah. With watching. Or the, the alternative <laughs> is like, oh, hey, you're friends, like your best friends, with the guy sitting next to you, and he happens to be of a different religion. Do you think he should suffer for all of eternity? It's like, <laughs> yes, I do. And the friend's like, yes. wait, dude, what? It's like, wait what? a damn minute. <laughs> How rude. I'm yeah. not sharing my fries with you right. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been a journey uh, for, for the, I'm assuming for both of us, I'm speaking for myself. But yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've grown a lot. So I'm, I'm learning every day. Uh, my husband is a more, more of an atheist, um, okay. knowledge, knowledge wise, you know, I'm, I'm always, yeah, learning. yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, it's so helpful to have a community online and in person. Um, yes. I keep forgetting to look up for my, my local area, um, atheists. Uh, cause I know, I know there's one, I know there's one, but, uh, yeah, the online community, cause I'm, we're both addicted to TikTok and, <laughs> you know, uh, um, so well, we've been banned so many times. So many times. <laughs> yeah. What did yeah. you do? Um, I showed existed. my tits. I, so I'm, I'm, I'm a plus size female atheist. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Did you, I, I, and I, but I thought TikTok was pretty normal about like anything like that. No. Really? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I'm, I'm on my seventh and eighth account. Oh my um, God. Yeah. They, I feel like mm-hmm. they target me because I'm, I, I cosplay. I think they do too. I, I, oh. co- cause I, I merged my two hobbies. I like, I cosplay and then I, I'm atheist. So I just merged the two. So I have like a, a demon <laughs> cosplay that I, that I do. And it's very. I thought um, you were going to say you dress up like, I don't know, Joel Osteen or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> No, I mean demon. Yeah, he's a demon, but no. That's fucking um, hilarious. <laughs> my cosplay is Lilith. Um, oh, well, okay, that would do my it. My version of Lilith, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. she's very, you know, I'm very top heavy, sort of speak. So yeah. they, I, I feel like I get targeted because of that. And it's, I gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, TikTok is not. It's it's, it's been so a annoying better. to figure out. It's so annoying to figure out the, you know, what's the line when you cross it. Right. I mean, right. I don't. Oh I, yeah. I don't have the problem you have, but on YouTube, <laughs> I, on YouTube where I don't think I talk about, I never cross a line in my mind, but I've definitely right. gotten warnings and like, Oh shit. Really? Yeah. And it's like, but I was just <gasps> talking about it. Like, for example, if I talk about Christian nationalism or quoting someone uh... saying something, it's like, I wasn't advocating something horrible. Right. I was commenting on the person saying something. horrible. Right, 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 right. right. Very annoying. Yeah, because like I'll I'll get like <clears throat> excuse me I'll I'll get like a death threat and then kind of like blast them I'll like I'll I'll make a, a, uh-huh. a whole video about it right and then TikTok will take my video down for harassment and bullying when I'm just right. trying uh-huh. to respond right. to the person giving me a death threat so right. yeah it's it's kind of kind of so fucked annoying up. <laughs> it is yeah and when you're scrolling you, uh, sometimes in the morning like let's say it's like a Sunday morning you see like back to back lives like, of like church, church of people services, reading their Bibles. Right. And it's okay for them to open their Bible and say that all sinners are going to go right, to hell, right, that right. gay people are, are sinners and all this, 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 and that. But the moment that you open your mouth that you're an atheist, right. oh, no, no, you get it taken down. Yeah, You get your fucking life taken down. And that's happened to me several, several times. Yeah, And, you know, and then it lets you know that it is biased. They're mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. uh, you know, protecting people with religion so that's there's religious privilege definitely this is a point i've tried to make over and over on twitter sometimes i will post video clips of like fundamentalist Mm -hmm. preachers 
saying mm-hmm. horrible, horrible things. Yes. And mm-hmm. the response often is, come on, you're just showing people who are fringe on the fringe. They don't represent true Christians. Oh, and it's like, God, and no true Scotsman. Right. I know, exactly. Yeah. It's no true, true Scotsman thing. But the thing mm-hmm. is, when they say something like, well, if you're homosexual, you're going to die or you're going to mm-hmm. burn in hell. Right. It's like that, the way they say it is obviously horrible, but that belief is not different from what you hear in so many evangelical churches. They just right. like mm-hmm. evangelical preachers. Uh, those pastors just know how to say it with the better wording, but it's not a different <laughs> yeah. belief. And it's like, yep. you think these people are extremist and I'm arguing that no, a whole bunch of people are extremists. Yes. Yep. Exactly. And then recently, Greg Luck was banned from oh, TikTok, and he was yeah. crying about it. And it's yep, like the, the Christian yep. persecution complex, you know. I can't say, mm-hmm. you know, kill. He he literally was. I don't know if you saw. I'm sure you did, but like weeks ago, he was like calling for a fucking witch hunt. Literally, that was my a witch hunt. That was that was yep. my clip. No, mm-hmm. there you go. There you, yeah, fuck. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, get fucked, Greg yeah, Luck. Not, course, not in a good yeah. way either. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. God. Uh, but yeah, so we we do have a, a bunch of those uh, on TikTok. Yeah. So and then he lost his five hundred one c three. He yeah, the, 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 the from the IRS. Yeah. He yeah. gave this whole speech like I told the IRS I don't want my five hundred one c three and I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> and the thing is, I spoke. I looked for it. I t- I spoke with tax experts. No mm-hmm. one can verify for me that he ever had a 501c3 oh. status to begin with because even if you oh. go on his church's website and you make a donation you would think it yeah. would say donations are tax deductible that's the whole Holy point shit. i don't think he ever had that because let's be honest for the type i mean for the people he tends to bring into his church service most people give to church because they want to give mm-hmm. for whatever reason they're not doing right. it mm-hmm. to write it off on their taxes and so if he yeah. never said anything about it like the question that i'm trying to figure out is did he ever have a 501c3? Even if it was automatic, mm-hmm. did he ever use it? Because I think he was just talking out of his... Pocketing the money. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I don't think he's doing that. I think that's oh, a different oh. crime. I think yeah. that he, when he said, IRS, I sent them a letter to revoke it, there was nothing for mm-hmm. them to revoke. He's just saying mm. that to make it sound like oh. he's doing something risky. And it's like, dude, you can't pretend like i told him take it away you never had it to begin with you're just making this up <laughs> well fuck well, right <laughs> there was there was a whole movement which is why he quote unquote got taken away because on tiktok they were mm-hmm. reporting him to the irs right and, and on twitter people it, were tagging the irs and i'm oh I they were oh there, my gosh yeah and i sat <laughs> okay. there the whole time like first of all the intern who works at the irs monitoring oh, no. social media <laughs> Like, I promise you, they do not care. I promise that the people (laughs) filling out forms via TikTok because they saw the link asking them to revoke it on the IRS. I promise you that's not doing anything. The only and the thing is, the thing we're talking about is any nonprofit group, whether it's like the NRA or Planned Parenthood, Mm. all of those are nonprofit groups. What that means mm-hmm. is people can give them money and get rewarded for it on their taxes because you don't have to pay taxes on it. And right. in exchange, those groups cannot tell you how to vote. They can say, you know, we yeah, have exactly. a we have a scorecard, and guess what? Every Republican got an A plus from the NRA. Mm. They can say that, mm-hmm. but they yeah. cannot say go vote for these five people. And what right. Greg Locke exactly. wants to do 
is to pretend that's unjust. How dare they stop me from saying what I want to say? He literally wants to tell his congregation to go vote for Republicans because he said that on the stage. Right, right. And it's like, if he doesn't have a C3, uh, then technically, yeah, he could do that. But the fact is, even churches that have the tax exemption and have said, hey, everyone, go vote for the Republican. Not only that, we take video of this sermon. We're going to send it to the IRS because we want them. (laughs) We want them to take away our tax exempt status because we're going to sue them over it so that this goes. Oh, my God. They want to have that fight. And uh, but the IRS has not taken away anybody's tax exempt status. I think literally it's happened once in 20 years. Oh, wow. So like when people write letters to the IRS because they saw the Mm -hmm. Greg Locke video, I promise you no one at the IRS is paying any attention. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I hate well, it <laughs> I know it's it's super frustrating. It is. It's well, there. fuck. <laughs> oh my well, you were commenting before about uh, your experience going around to different churches and learning, you know, the things that were mm-hmm. crazy or unusual. Could you tell us some of the crazy shit that you saw? Oh man! <laughs> like, what what are some of the things that you that would stand out? in your opinion of Christianity in America that you were to were able to experience, I guess. Sure. I'll, I'll give you a couple examples here that I, it's been a long time since I did that experiment, Mm -hmm. but here's a couple. I went to one church. I think this was in Houston, Texas, where the speaker was trying, here's the point the speaker wanted to make. There are a lot of things that are going to try to steer you away from God that are going to try to tempt you away from God. And as Christians, it's our responsibility to fight back against that sort of thing. That's what the speaker wanted to say. Mm-hmm. When he gets on stage, he even brings up a visual, which was like a, a visual. black piece of wallpaper. And on it were like uh, artistic renderings of the types of sins, like alcoholism <gasps> drawn on the thing. You know what I mean? Stop. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, whatever, fine. Like, yeah. don't do Don't get uh don't be an alcoholic. Don't get addicted to drugs. And I'm watching this rollout of the black <laughs> wallpaper thing. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I get the visual representation. I get that you're saying these are things that are going to tempt us, but we should avoid it. But then as they kept going, it's like, and then pornography. And it's like, <gasps> yeah. well, I mean, let's talk about that. Cause I don't think we're talking about the same things, right. but then they got into like, witchcraft and harry oh. potter or whatever oh, it's like <laughs> oh my god you people uh, are insane and the church like i was sitting in the the pews like i totally look out of place as a brown guy in a mostly black <laughs> church there but i'm just i'm sitting there and i'm like wait oh it's not just the pastor saying this everyone around me is totally going along with this like mm-hmm. i i need to get out um but also <laughs> But here's the other thing. Like when I did the book and I went to some of these churches, I don't know if you remember this. It's like it's before your time because you're youngins. Um, do you remember Ted Haggard? <laughs> yes. Ted course. Haggard was the ch- pastor in Colorado, one of the most powerful evangelicals in the country. And at yep. the time he was running this mega church in Colorado Springs. I went to his church. I saw <gasps> him at like no at way. his peak. And like, again, you watch him and it's like, I can kind of tell why all these people are really drawn to him because he's a great speaker. Um, right. And that was like literally two or three weeks, I think, 
before an escort came out and said, no, he sees me all the time. Um, but oh. also one last one. I actually went to Joel Osteen's church, which is like one of the biggest in the country, No way. Yeah, which is like their church bought where the Houston Rockets played basketball. They bought the arena oh, um, and I'm sitting on like the three point line. That's how close I am to the stage. Um, and again, you wow. see it in person. And if you know his style, he doesn't really talk a lot about the Bible. He doesn't, he's definitely not fire and brimstone. He'll mention a verse or two, but it's really a lot of, here's how to make your life better. Here's some advice. Here's some tips. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, in the gospel, someone said you should do that. That's his whole service. <laughs> but like you watch all these people and it's like, of course, how could they, there's nothing controversial about what he's saying. It's of course you have this huge place, but like, oh my God, really? All of you are drawn to this self-help stuff and all of you think <laughs> this is what Christianity is? Because like, you have no idea what it's like outside this building. It's insane <laughs> oh. outside this building. Um, and I mean, how many other places is there like an hour long wait after the sermon so you can do a meet and greet with the pastor? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but I do, do you have, have like my fast picture. Pass, you know, like? I I did not I actually we did I did fast try pass. to get I did try to get an interview with Joel Osteen and with Ted Haggard. Both of them said no for the book. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I'm really curious if you were to redo this whole like experiment today yeah. with the amount yeah. of Christian nationalism happening, like yeah. I wonder how much more fucked up it would be. Like Yeah. Just yeah, it's the a great question. This would be crazy. And here's the thing. Okay, so I'll tell you the flip side of this. I went to a church in Michigan, like one of the most religious Christian cities in Michigan, Grand Rapids. I went there for the book. And they sent me there. I'm like, why the hell are you sending me to Grand Rapids? What is in Grand Rapids? And the editor said to me, and very again, I, this is a Christian publisher. They said, mm -hmm. there's a big, there's a church there that is one of the hottest evangelical churches in the country because it draws in young people while every other church is losing young people. And the pastor, oh, wow. the pastor is this guy you probably haven't heard of, but we promise you, like, he's the next big thing in Christianity. So that's why they wanted to send me there. Like, maybe I'm wow. not I'm not drawn to some of these other megachurches, but maybe I'd be drawn to him. So I went to that church. The guy's pastor's name was Rob Bell, who, by the way, is the only megachurch pastor who was willing to talk to me uh, for an interview. Oh, wow. But also when I went there, I'll give you an example of what he did, because I went there. This is like a rundown mall that they bought because uh -huh. it was cheap space to meet in That's on a weekend. Crazy. And I walked and it's like, it looks like a high school because it's only young people drawing into the, into the cafeteria of the Fuck. mall. So I'm like, what the hell? Why are like teenagers coming into this building? Um, and what? here's what they did. Uh, Rob wasn't pastoring that day. One of his other people was, but the guy gets up on stage, which by the way, the stage is like a podium small podium in the middle of a flat surface. It's like theater in the round with the pastor in the middle. Yeah. But he gets up on stage uh -huh. and he holds up a newspaper and he's like, have any of you seen the front page of today's local paper? And he's joking, joking. Of course you don't. You don't read newspapers. But the the headline on page one says uh -huh. something like 25% of the people who live in Grand Rapids are living below the poverty line. And he mm -hmm. basically said that explained a little bit of the article and said, so here's the question. What are we as a church going to do to fix this problem? And it wasn't, wow. it wasn't a hypothetical. He literally 
stop the sermon for a few minutes and said, talk amongst yourselves and see if you could generate some ideas of what we could do about this. And then it wasn't going to stop there because when they met in their small groups later in the week, they were also going to talk about this. And like they literally, as a church said, this is our community. We want to make it better. How can we be guided by our faith to do it? That's amazing. That is amazing. And you hear that. It's like, oh, I get why all these kids are drawn to this because it's not let's just shit all over gay people. It's we're Christians. Let's make the world a better place. And you don't see that that often. So to answer your question, Mm -hmm. uh, Baff, about like what would happen if you did it today? I think the interesting experiment would be, sure, go to some evangelical megachurches that are very much Christian nationalist. Go to some of those Mm -hmm. uh, churches that are losing members because the pastor doesn't want to be a Christian nationalist, but the congregation believes all these conspiracy theories. And also there are so many churches who get almost no attention in the press, but there are a lot of churches like the one I just mentioned where they are Christians. They want to do good. They think it's above politics, even if a lot of them might be Republican, but like they think, you know what, this is not about what's happening day to day or fixing. This is about fixing the world. Like, and I mean that in a good way and they really do want to make the place better. And that's, I mean, listen, if more churches were like that, I mean, you know, this, I know this, all the things we complain about, all the things we talk about as atheists, it would be a lot harder, not not illogical, but it would be a lot harder mm-hmm. to say religion is a force for harm if more right. churches were like that. And to acknowledge yeah. like, okay, there are good Christians out there. Just today, for example, I've gotten press releases in my inbox from Catholics for Choice and Baptists for oh, Choice wow. saying like, mm-hmm. we are deeply concerned about what may happen to Roe v. Wade. Um, And they're out there and they're saying, we represent a huge chunk of believers and we don't think our faith is incompatible with pro-choice beliefs or anti-trans views or anything like that. But they don't get a lot of coverage. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, cause, cause on TikTok, I they're they're always like, why do you always come for Christians or blah blah blah, and yeah, and it's like I I I go after y'all because y'all won't get out of people's business. Right. Like, I don't care right. what you believe in. I really don't. I have better things to do with right. my life. But the second you encroach on our rights, then that's <laughs> that's when I have a fucking problem, and I will call your ass out on it. You know that that's kind right. of stuff. So and they and that's like, the thing. Like you know? I try to. I always try to be very specific. Like I am not going after Christians. I'm going after like conservative Christians right, or Southern right, Baptists. Right. Like I really do want to specify yes. because. Christians is a broad term. Um, Catholics, honestly, half of Catholics, believing Catholics, are pro-choice and supportive of marriage equality, both of which Hmm. are in opposition to what the Vatican says. So, like, again, you want to be careful. Like, I don't want to throw all of you under the bus. I want to call out the problems with certain believers and and a bunch of them, to be sure. Um, But, yeah, you, you definitely want to make sure it's not the religion itself it's certain beliefs that a lot of believers have. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, the nuance is important and right, especially on right. TikTok and on Twitter where you're limited in what you could say mm-hmm. or do. Oh, yeah. It's like yep. nuance gets lost sometimes, you know, it's frustrating. So. 
I, I'm like I'm holding my breath with the the final announcement for because it's supposed to be out in June with the Roe v. Wade. Uh, right, right, and it so I'm could happen anytime between now and the end of the breath. month. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> that's so scary. I, separation of church and state. You know, like I, I feel like Amy Coney Barrett. We knew that, she, uh, like she had lied under oath. Like, of course. you know, and yeah. it's, it's fucking bullshit. Like, can we not bring her up on charges or something? Like, you know, impeach her? Yeah, same no, with, it's I'd never going to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like <laughs> there should be life, non-lifetime appointments. There should be, you know, yeah. uh, term limits. Or, or even better, I think this is uh, uh, Ellie Mistel, who is a commentator. He actually, mm. I heard him talk about this in his uh, new book. But like, if you know how the appellate courts work, they might have 15 judges at an appellate court and three of them are randomly assigned to a case and they're the ones who make a huge decision. And only if the entire bench, more or less, says, you know what, we really didn't like what three of our colleagues said. We all want to take a second look at it. And then only then will it maybe get bumped to the Supreme Court, uh, except for certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why isn't the Supreme Court like that? Have like 30 people on the Supreme Court. Have a small handful of rotate, like randomly chosen people to hear a case because that's how the lower courts work. And you know what? If the rest of the Supreme Court doesn't like it, they have the option to do something about it. But the thing is, most cases will not get the full court's hearing. They got to pick and choose what they want to hear. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's for that sure. would be a much better. Then you wouldn't have to worry about lifetime terms because not every judge right. is going to get to weigh in on every case. Then you wouldn't have to worry about so many of the problems we have with the current system. Right. Yep. yep. The, the whole system is, is broken and uh-huh. heavily needs to be fixed. And. <sighs> There should be term limits to them as well, I think. And, Just and, like and there should Congress be term limits well. to fucking like, I'm Congress. Not, I'm yeah. not opposed. I'm not opposed. Like, why is For a real? fucking turtle deciding what to do with yeah. my body? Like, get the fuck out of here. Not, don't save all the turtles, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, save, save all the turtles but one. Yeah. But one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> bitch McConnell. I hate him so much. Fucking A. Ay, ay, ay. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious, like, because you you do uh, speeches, you you travel around the country and you do speeches, right? Mm-hmm. What what is the favorite topic to talk about? So the one I'm actually talking about these days uh, is why I'm surprisingly optimistic about what's going on in the world of atheism, because we're not. Hmm. a unified movement by any stretch of the imagination. We're not even really a movement, um, but it yeah. seems like everything sucks all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's kind of what I want to talk about when I'm giving talks these days, because I'm usually talking to like pretty active, involved people. It's like, here's why you should be optimistic. Here's where things are getting better. And a lot of that, it's slow progress, because... You know as well as I do, there are these, like the Roe v. Wade thing happens, or there's anti-trans legislation, and it seems like we're not winning anything, but actually, in the long term, we really are. So that is something mm. I've enjoyed talking about. I've also really enjoyed talking about the importance of atheists in politics and how those yeah. two worlds, it used to be like, if you say you're an atheist, you're never going to get elected to anything. Guess right. what? Right. At the state level, at least... There's like 60 people in state house or state senate across the country 
who may not use the word atheist, but they will say I'm not religious in some capacity. They are elected. They're in office right now. There is one Republican. Like there are, or is about to be, he is running unopposed in November. So it's like, there are, those, that taboo of being an atheist in politics is is going away fast. And even if that's someone, good. yeah, that's a huge deal. And I right. think I want to urge people, who, anyone listening to this or anyone who wants to get involved, like there are, I what's the number? There's like 40,000, I think I read once, 40,000 elected seats in the country. Not just Congress, wow. obviously, but Shit. like school boards, city councils, right. yeah. all these things. I just got my mail-in ballot locally, and there were a couple things where they're like, there are no candidates running for this position. <gasps> and it's huh. frustrating. It's wow. like, but that means either you're conceding the race to the other party, or it means mm-hmm. no one wants this position. It's like, but running for the school board or running for city council makes a huge difference depending on where you live. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. And I strongly encourage people like and and here's the thing. If you're an atheist and you're active and you are passionate about this stuff, most of the time, none of that matters when you're running for school board or you're running for city council because you're not running mm-hmm. on a party. You're not running right. as an identity. You're not putting out commercials. It is a local race. You knock door by door. You tell people what you want to do. Um, And I don't think atheists have a good pipeline for getting people involved in that sort of thing. But like, I'm not asking people to run because they're atheists. I'm asking them to run because it's like, you're probably a good critical thinker and you care about the truth and evidence and honesty. So I would much rather have you on the ballot than someone who's like, yeah, we'll pray at every city council meeting. Mm, Love it. Um, so how can one be a great, good, <laughs> decent atheist activist? Like, how, how can you get involved? <laughs> how can you There's, be involved, more involved? It's a wonderful question. I'm going to give you a crappy answer, which is, it, it <laughs> does, which is there is no one answer to it. I would say yeah. the thing that matters is for people to speak out if they care about this stuff. And by this stuff, I mean not just turning people into atheists, but like doing something with those views because there's so much that Christians, conservative Christians are doing to hurt the country. Use your passion to fight back against that. Um, Now, how do you do that? You could volunteer with a group that is working on those issues. You could uh, use your voice on social media and put it out there. Like be public about it or... Do yes. it do it under an assumed name if you don't feel comfortable using your real name. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um the thing I just Buffalo Metal is my real name. <laughs> <I'm just saying>. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing. Yeah. You don't have to if you are like, I don't want to lose my job, I might upset my family. I get right. all that. Yep. But find yeah. a yep. way to do it somehow. Like whether it's donating your time or your money or your passion. There are so many different ways to do it. Y- you guys mentioned TikTok and like, listen, there'll be another yes. thing a year from now, I'm sure. Um, oh, but yeah. it's like mm-hmm. whatever you're using, whatever you're good at, if you want to be a teacher, great, go be a teacher. I don't need you pushing atheism, but teach kids how to think critically. That's yes. key for yes. anybody. Yep. If you're going to yep. be a doctor, great. Be an awesome doctor, a foot doctor, be an awesome foot doctor. But also, doctor. you know, yeah. I'm sure in every field, there are superstitions. There is mm-hmm. irrational yeah. thinking. In, I, I once heard an opera singer give a talk about superstitions in her industry and how she what? was trying to get rid of them. 
among her peers. And it was Mm -hmm. like, that's that's a neat form of activism that I literally cannot do. But like, that's the thing. (laughs) Whatever you can do, try to do it. Don't just sit back and wait for others to do it. That's how I think, that's what we need. We need more people not being afraid to speak out about this stuff and every and you're gonna find your niche, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. because yeah. you might not be a writer per se, but you know what? If you're honest about it, it might help. You might not be a professional YouTuber, but if you know how to set up a camera and get a microphone, which is not that hard, <laughs> like no. I find that some of the best people are just people who look nice on camera and just speak. I don't, it doesn't need to be long, obviously. Just be good at it. And people who already use Twitter or TikTok or whatever the next thing is, when you already know how to use it or what looks good, please use it to promote this stuff too. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Are we decent activists, Mel? No. Sounds like it. (laughs) Decent activists. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying. And to you be. mentioned YouTube. We're, we're actually going to be on YouTube very soon. Oh, yes. We're very excited. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we've, we've been uh, doing this for what almost oh, over a year for sure. Definitely over a year. And it's it's mainly been audio, but we're definitely we're going into the YouTube world universe. So YouTube's. the YouTube's. So that's a whole nother door <laughs> to explore, and you know. So I'm very excited for that. It means I have to put pants on, I guess. <laughs> uh, if I'm going to be you know on video, yeah. You know what surprised me? I started doing YouTube a long time ago. And the thing that shocked me is how many people found my videos without me saying or doing anything about it. And what I realized is, wow, a lot of people are using YouTube to answer questions about religion uh-huh. in a way that I used Google when YouTube wasn't an option. So it's like, what do you do okay. if you have questions about your religion? I would Google that sort of thing way back in the day. And now people would mm-hmm. rather hear someone talk about it on YouTube. And so they are searching for those questions. The question is, are you going to be there in the results when they search for something? Mm. And that has to yeah. do with, yep. you know, what's the title of the thing you're doing? What is it that you're talking mm-hmm. about? Is it something watchable? You know, and right. there's an right. art to all of that. But I mean, it's such a big deal to be where people are looking for this information and every mm-hmm. i mean i've joked about this before but every time there's a new piece of technology whether it's like <laughs> youtube or whether it's video something or another like there are two groups of people who jump on that stuff immediately and it's the people who make adult films and it's mm-hmm. christian yep. evangelists <laughs> and they're so good at being in all those spaces it's like yep. well we we need to figure out how to how to capitalize on that too. Oh my god! <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> um, so, in your opinion, does religion poison everything? No, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, which is okay. It depends what kind of religion. It depends mm. what poison we're talking about. There are so many good religious people that are inspired by their faith to do good things do i think they are right about religion no they're really really wrong about it but what are they fighting against we're on the same side on all these values and issues and so it's like yeah are they poisoning the culture are they the problems no they're wrong but guess what i'm sure if we talk for like another 20 minutes we'll find things that we disagree with each other about too yeah. so like we yeah. can't just yeah we can't just stop the second they're wrong about something big 
The question is, what are they doing with their beliefs? And so is does religion poison everything? No, it depends on the type. It depends on what they're doing. And so it's it's important for us to specify who we are talking about when we're saying religion is a poison. There are certain mm-hmm. religions that in certain ways of practicing them that are poisonous. Yes, um, we see that in the news all the time. But religion to to, yeah. to say religion is the problem. I mean, that's such a vague thing to say that it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. And one last thing: um, Do you have any advice for those who are deconstructing from their faith? Yeah, I'm. That's where started to question. You know, it's not like it, there's a deadline for making a decision about that stuff. I think if you're deconstructing, yeah. the thing is. Keep reading. Keep trying to learn stuff because mm-hmm. the resources are out there. I think people feel like they have to make a decision like, oh, no, I have I have doubts about God. What am I then? What's my label? What do I do? It's like, calm right. down. You don't have to answer the question. There's no test. <laughs> but keep reading. Keep learning when you feel comfortable. Like there are people who share your perspective. Like that's the thing about if you're questioning your faith, you are not alone. There are so many other people out there if you can find them and it shouldn't be hard to find them. So just, you know, consider that, realize that people have had the same questions and come to their own Uh conclusions. And, you know, even if I disagree with the eventual position you take, like, I think the idea of questioning that stuff and looking into it, that may be more Mm -hmm. important than the eventual decision they make. Because most people are never going to question their faith, period. So. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> you are awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and we we really thank you for spending this 56 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it, it wasn't too by. terrible. For it you. was wonderful. That <laughs> yes. was fun. No. Oh, you're amazing. Uh so where can we find you? Sure. Where can people find you? Um if you search for Hemet Meta on Google, you'll find all my stuff. But uh, I write at Only Sky. I'm at Hemet Meta on Twitter. Search for Friendly Atheist on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to YouTube. It would be nice. Um, but yeah. you could just just Google it. You'll find it. Google anything close to my <laughs> name. It. All right. I guess. <laughs> so Friendly Atheist is the 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 handle on YouTube. Yep. You said? Yep. Yep. Friendly okay. Atheist one. Yeah. Some bastard Ooh. took. Oh. Took it a while ago. How dare they? I know. Oh my god. Yeah, who does that? I know. Friendly atheist one. <laughs> yeah. And in Twitter, it's just your name. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I, I follow you on Twitter. Yeah, Excellent. Same. Uh yes. and then only sky. Okay, yeah. Only sky is fantastic. Yeah. Um why do I envision read? I was with this, but like I feel like Only Sky is like a Christian version of OnlyFans. We I will tell you, we we have had that conversation. <gasps> really? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And we were just That's like hilarious. Yeah, it, it'll be weird the first time you hear it, and then people right, will get used right. to it. So we're like, all right, yeah. we're not gonna change it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. When I met Dale at the convention, the first thing that came to my head was the song by John Lennon, right? Um, Imagine. Yes, and and he's is, like, yeah, that's where that's it's the from. origin. It's yeah. like, Above us, only sky, right? Oh, so it's yeah. like, I didn't think of OnlyFans, Mal. <laughs> you know me. You know my mind where it wanders, okay? I live in the gutter permanently. Like, I have real estate there, okay? Damn it. <laughs> 
Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Um, you are amazing. Yes. And we wanted to remind our six listeners, I think we have <laughs> no. now, uh, that, that if you go to the com, we do have a merch store with some fun stuff. Uh, just just do it and check it out you know, see what I'm talking know, about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you know, if you know, it's close to OnlyFans. I but, mean, hey, yeah. uh, also, uh, if you're a simp, I mean, a fan of our content and like what we do, <laughs> please consider supporting us. You can do so by going to anchor.fm slash burningeden666 and clicking on the support button. We would like to thank William, Robin, Kit, and Chico for supporting us. Yeah, thank you. You can choose a monthly amount. If it could be 99 cents, it doesn't matter as long as you share the joy of Baphomet with all your loved ones <laughs> or your hated ones. Yes. You can weaponize us. We can weaponize yeah. us. Oh, my God. It's like, here you go, Mom. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> I've never been weaponized l- before. <laughs> uh, it's and not a kink or what? I don't kink shame Weaponize you. me, Mommy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> and leave us a voice message. Uh, if you go to yeah, anchor.fm slash burning in a 666, or even on Spotify, there's a little button that says you can leave a message and leave us a rating. Yes. yes. No more. I mean, no less than five stars. Come That's on. Right, That's right. God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't put up with this bullshit for four stars. Anything okay? less than five. <laughs> yeah. Anything less yeah. than five stars and the Christian right wins. <laughs> 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 when you're if right, you don't give right. us five stars. You hate babies. You hate babies. How about that? I mean, I don't like babies. But <laughs> anyway. And also, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We actually have the correct screen names and the handles now. Um, yep, the yep, joint yep. account is at Bath and Mel 666. My personal one is at Meltry Fitty, and Babs is <laughs> at Baffle Metal 666. And the last thing is that we are going to be on YouTube. I know we keep saying this, but we it's happening it. for real. For real. God damn it. We're going to be on video uh, starting after this episode, actually. So next week, when you hear the next episode, we're actually going to be on YouTube. So if you go to youtube.com uh, and you look, just just search the Burning Eden podcast, it'll come up. Yes. We are very excited to be on video. We have to wear pants, though. Yeah, but, we do. I mean, Gotta brush my hair. You know, it's fine. <sighs> More spiders have to fall on me. You know, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, yes. So anyway. please follow us everywhere. And do all the buttons, please. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, yes, but, you know. <laughs> all of the buttons? <laughs> the, devil's, the devil door knocker. Is that what it's called? Or do- <laughs> doorbell. What? The devil's doorbell. If you know, oh, yeah. you know. You know, it's a meme, okay? Yeah, like that song, Ring My Bell. Ring, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good song. Yeah. Ring, ring. Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you you so much. Yeah, you are fantastic. (laughs) What a pleasure. And we're going to wrap it up because that is what the Lord wants. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Have a good one. You too.